0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Scott Radley in for Scott Thompson. And there is a hockey game tonight. Stanley Cup could be presented tonight. It was in the building last time on Monday night. Stayed in its case. I know it probably didn't stay in its case. It was shined within an inch of his life and then quickly put back into its case by our friend Phil Pritchard from Burlington, who's the guy with the white gloves and the blonde hair who carries it out to center ice. But he has now taken it to Tampa. And it's ready again. I want to bring in Jake Jeffrey, who is the sports anchor here on nine hundred CHML and nine hundred nine eighty CFPL in London. Jake, how are you today? Hey, how's it going? Excellent. So, is this our is this the last
1: pregame discussion
0: of the season? Does it end tonight?
1: Oh gosh, uh, I'm, I'm no mayor of Tampa, but I wouldn't want to make any predictions like that. But it's going to be a good one, and and I imagine Montreal is going to. Keep right at it, unless it's time the wheels come off. But I don't see that happening here tonight. I think it's going to be another good one.
0: Yeah, I I, I can't. I, I I'm trying, but I just can't see Montreal winning. Tampa has just seemed like such a better team in this series, and you know maybe Carey Price could do it. I mean, Carey Price is the wild card. He could steal it, or his goal like last game could steal it. But boy, it, it just it feels like today might be the night that 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 cup comes out.
1: Yeah, it it, it sounded like me on the, uh, uh, earlier this week, <laughs> but uh, and <laughs> earlier in, in the belief series, and a couple of times during that Vegas series, but uh, they kept proving me wrong. So I, I don't know at this point. Really, I I don't. If there's a team that seems like they could do it um only three teams have ever in the Stanley Cup final even forced a game 6 most recently yeah. in 2012 i believe it was uh LA and the, the devils that year so it does not happen very often the other two were in the 1940s so yeah it's been, it's been a while for even that to happen but if a team is going to do it i you know, it could be Montreal because if you look back when uh, they beat the Leafs, I know Leafs fans sh- shield your ears and not am sorry to bring it back up, but, um, you know, if it was the 3 nothing series and the, the things went the way they were, you could argue that, you know, Montreal could have came back with a 3 nothing deficit there just the way that the uh, the tables had turned in that series. So, I mean, I would have put it past them to go again. They've been facing some adversity and they've performed quite well when they're at it, so it will be interesting. However, I think is uh, a pretty good team at rebounding, so that'll be a tough task.
0: Yeah, I read somewhere today, and I don't know if this is true. I didn't look it up, but I read this that Tampa has not lost back to back games in the last two seasons, which seems yeah. impossible. It is. That seems, seems impossible. Like
1: yeah. No, it, it's just
0: crazy. And so for Montreal to win this now, not only do they have to be, win back to back games, which Tampa never loses back to back, they have to win four games in a row against Tampa, which, again, yeah. I mean, even if you're a huge Montreal fan and the biggest optimist in the world, that's like sending Betty White in to fight Mike Tyson and saying, "Well, if she just catches him with a lucky punch, it might work." It, it just you know it seems impossible. I might
1: put my bet on Betty catching her with a lucky punch <laughs> instead of Montreal. You know, that just seems the way that it could go. But yeah, since Columbus swept in the first round um, uh, three playoffs ago, they are fourteen and zero in bounce back games, six and zero this playoff. So yeah, like you said, that's. That's that's the odd stack against you as is, plus that. Now you gotta win back to back to back to back games. It it's gonna be tough. It's definitely gonna be tough.
0: And it was and the shocking part was that uh Vasilevsky, the goalie for Tampa, has had this ridiculous record of shutouts in clinching games. Didn't happen last time. But I mean, you know, as great as Carry Price is, and here in Hamilton, we all know him well from his time winning a Calder Cup with the Bulldogs, and then right. watching him since, and as much as we know what he can do you've got an equally or even better goalie at the other end that you've now got to break down, as I say, over the next three games. It's just, it's such a, it's such a task. It just, it seems so improbable.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of what I said was the biggest difference going into this series. Um, well, and that's not to discredit the goaltenders they faced in the past. Mark andre Fleury is a Vesda winner. But it's just, I, yeah, Vazgalevski a bit different of a breed. And I, I figured, you know, those big playoff moments that, you, you know, you've, you've done it a couple of times already where Carey. Played some pretty good goaltenders. If you got to do it again, Vasquez you can probably give him a, a pretty good battle, and I think that might be the case. Maybe Montreal has that like sense of relief once they at least get that first goal. They're like, okay, okay, we, we aren't gonna be. You, you never know, but um, uh, you, uh, you just, yeah, what do you do? You kind of get get bodies in front of them. You, uh, you keep those cross ice plays like they're doing, make they a move around and that, and ho- hope you get some good bounces. And um, didn't happen the first three games. Started happening a, a bit more there in game four.
0: All right, let me switch uh, tack to something else that I I wasn't really going to bring up, um, but the news has been breaking this afternoon. And this is just, this is stunning news when you consider what's going on. Um, Apparently in Tokyo, they are, if they haven't already, they are about to declare a state of emergency because of COVID two weeks before the Olympics, which just, I mean, this is, is, if it's not the worst case scenario, it's got to be, pretty close to the worst possible thing already now they're saying it's a state of emergency and they are rediscussing or discussing again having no fans whatsoever domestic or anything else at the games this is this is getting to a point where this is almost ludicrous
1: it is just because uh, the back and forth to get at this point remember this is the 2020 games are playing now and then when they made the decision to say yeah we're gonna go ahead basically no matter what in, for the in 2021 that that. They've really made a commitment. And like you said, I imagine in like the little bubble, the like worst case scenario, we're going to not even like pay too much attention to these options because that would just be detrimental and awful and cost so much money and just waste a lot. That's probably in there. I, cause it's just, you know, the team, I get, I feel for a lot of people involved in this situation. Hopefully they can still get some sort of thing going. And, and yeah, with no fans, it's great, but uh, it definitely changes the game's. For me, I mean, I still watch them from home. I've never been there live. But I imagine a big part of that whole thing is these amateur athletes having the fans, having the family, having the family. And I'm not sure if they're going to be able to get some family there or not. But, yeah, it definitely changes things in a big way. And, yeah, we're two weeks out. Is it going to get worse? Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dangerous time over there, and I think they have some decisions to make.
0: Right now, I think that they can – I mean, they're going to do it. I mean, they, they've yeah. spent so much money. It's something like twenty six or twenty seven billion dollars has been spent on the Olympics. They're not going to pull the pin on this. No. But even if you don't have fans and you tell everybody to stay home and we compete in and they compete in front of empty stadiums, stadia, stadia, I guess is the correct. Um, it's it's okay. Everything is still sort of okay. It's weird, but it's okay. But what happens mm-hmm. if a high profile athlete Gets really sick with COVID. What happens to the perception of the games then?
1: Well, yeah, and because like it's not like with the professional seasons that we've had, where you see you know players go into a two week protocol or something like that. Well, if you're a sprinter, t- too bad you missed it. You know, running the decathlon, too bad you missed it. And that's a, uh, inclusive for every sport that's there. It, there's no timeline for those. Two week quarantines if you get a positive or a false positive. You know, it's just, it's just the risk is much higher. So I, I imagine if they're going to be going through with everything, and, and the best possible way to keep these athletes safe is to have the no fans there. That just seems to me like it's just got to happen. It, it just would make it would put to too much more added unnecessary risks to have everything else involved. That's not an – even to think of the celebration and stuff like that afterwards, but I feel for the athletes. I mean, such a big part of that—the athletes' village. I know they'll all be there having a great time. But you know, I think back to the the time, even when the games are overseas, the fans are coming and watch, and you know, they're they're kind of they feel old they're all part of it. And to me, that's what the Olympics is about, even if it has seemingly lost its luster over the year. That 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 fan immersion with the athletes and stuff like that—that's a, a big part of what makes me you know turn it on every uh, four or two years, depending on the winner. No, so. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. And and, you know, the the thing to point out here is it's the IOC
0: that makes the call on this. Japan is hosting, but it's the IOC that makes the call. Japan is at their, at their mercy and here, here we got to run. But if anything terrible were to happen and and we, we all hope nothing does, but if anything terrible were to happen, if there was an outbreak, if people got really sick or worse, the IOC, I don't know that they will ever shake this as you chose to do this, despite all the warnings uh, that that would be a really tough spot. The PR person for the IOC will be earning their money trying to spin that one into a positive direction. Listen, so okay. we got to run. Jake Jeffrey, sports anchor for 980, uh, 900 CHML and 980 CFPL in London. Really appreciate the time today. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having
1: me. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.